0: Welcome to AM Best Audio. The distribution channels in the insurance industry are constantly evolving, and we have a terrific panel today to talk all about that. I'm John Weber for AM Best TV, and we're at Risk World in Atlanta. And I'm speaking today to Brian Wannett, Chief Broking Officer for Aon, and Julie Wood, Group Head of Distribution for QBE. And Julie, let's start with you. What are carriers looking for in their distribution partners?
1: Yeah, you know, it's evolving every year, but I think the expectation and knowledge of a client has really been escalated in the past few years where we expect from our distributors to really know their clients very well, to really improve the quality of of the submission and risk insight to appreciate what's going on and differentiate their client from, from a group of clients. So we're asking for different levels of analytics, different levels of insights, that can even show up in, in requesting for client meetings, right? The underwriting process I think is extended beyond just looking at a client's application and really trying to understand and know the management team, understand and know kind of what is their their real needs and where are their difficulties around managing risk, whether that's in claims areas, whether that's in safety areas, and try to understand how their broker and how their distribution partner is working with them to help them control risk and identify new ones.
0: Yeah, Julie. I probably would add to that, right? I think uh, you know clients are looking for you know expertise, execution, uh, overall value proposition, uh, potentially global capability as well, claims mm-hmm. advocacy, data and analytics, and uh, and uh, and maybe even friendship, right? So <laughs> yeah, good point. Good yeah, point.
1: better to do business with that.
0: Right, yes.
1: Brian. Do you find that the
0: economy has an impact on distribution? Oh, absolutely. I think uh, interesting times, right? As a matter of fact, uh, you know, today we're looking at the second largest bank failure in the history of, you know, the U.S. economy and, um, you know, probably more to come, uh, not only in the banking sector, but maybe uh, problems with commercial real estate. I think the increasing uh, interest rate environment as well. I think we, uh, you know, it's looking like another quarter point uh, raise tomorrow. And then I don't know if there's going to be a pause or not, but that certainly can affect not only the economics of our insureds, but the insurance companies as well, right? I think short term could have some pain on the balance sheet, but I think longer term, uh, you know, could be a benefit uh, in in terms of not putting as much pressure on making an underwriting profit as we've had over the last probably decade, right? I think, um, you know, it used to be that you could maybe right to a higher loss ratio uh, because you had the investment income, and that's not been the case for the last decade, so.
1: Good point. Yeah. Well, the hope, right, that with interest rates going up, that there's some level of of alleviation around the push to make sure that, you know, we're under 100 percent combined year over year. But I think that that's a maybe wishful thinking, so we'll we'll see.
0: Uh, Julie, how are client expectations changing when it comes to distribution?
1: yeah I you know I see it from from my my angle which is really a real push on you know transparency around decision making to transparency that you know of, of where you've gone in the market, how they're being evaluated. Um, how individuals are being compensated in the process. Um, addressing, I think risk has taken a different area of interest across organizations. At, a, at one point, and, and I'm sure Brian can see this, you know, there was a, a real interest in trying to get into the C-suite and it really resided only in one area. And now risk after the pandemic has been a highlighted topic across, you know, not only the C-suite of organizations, but into their boardroom. So that expectation has really transcended everywhere, right? Right, so we want to understand, you know, how we're partnered with people, where, um, how are they advising us at a, a different level of expertise than was was expected in the past?
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think risk has totally, you know, evolved over the years, and uh, I think just about all products now reach the C-suite. Right, I think, um, you know, I think a lot of our clients are fatigued about, uh, you know, what they've gone through in the marketplace over the last probably, you know, five if not six years. I think the market really started to turn uh, about the time of rims in boston i think Um, and it's uh... i think our clients are sort of quite fatigued with it all and we still do have a you know certainly a a very hard uh... nat cat property market right now Um, some other areas may be you know softening a little bit but uh there's also the whole area of unmet needs and uninsurable or underinsured risks as well. So um, it definitely has evolved for sure, to your point.
1: Yeah, if this pressure on innovation, right? How to this, whether it's, you know, filling catastrophic risk areas or trying to understand alternative capital solutions. There's a real push on distribution and carriers alike to come up with different solutions, right? Um, that's come out of, of markets in the past, right? We've seen that and I don't know that we see, you know, that constantly being maybe as innovative and, and able to be used, whether it's accessing programs, whether it's accessing different geographies, but coming up with different ways to solve risk problems, I think, is a real expectation in the market, particularly now after a couple of years of exhaustion around rate increases how else can we get there you know what else can we use to finance risk
0: yeah and i think innovation takes a couple forms right i think there are new products such as you know um, some products around intellectual property or climate Um, we've you know wage an hour was a product that uh that evolved uh you know within the last decade and then there are areas around like efficiencies as well so you know for instance we've got our client treaty which is a you know sort of a passive underwriting uh, vehicle and um, you know there, are, there you know we're looking at more panels and facilities and and efficiencies in terms of the way that the business is conducted as well. Brian you had mentioned evolving risk those evolving or emerging risk Take a certain amount of creativity when it comes to distribution. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, you know just assessing the risk, quantifying it, um, and finding out what to do with it. Right, retaining it, transferring it, uh, forming captives, going alternative risk. There are a number of different uh, vehicles and and uh, and ways to address the risk. But uh, it's uh, it makes the job fun for sure. And it's you know I, I wish the industry would move more swiftly to innovate. It's been sort of a a self-criticism, I think, of all of us that have been in the industry over the years that we just don't innovate uh, fast enough, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's right, right. I mean, all of us collectively, I think, would like to have a, a legacy in the industry to see it move. You know, particularly when you start comparing it to the tech industry, or you know, we watch young talent and and their interest in, in joining the industry sometimes is a little bit, you know, put off by what they see a, as a slow-paced environment. Um, but you know, no, I think that you know, Aon client treaty, various programs, captive solutions, this things coming out of the London marketplace that has historically been fairly innovative. I'd love to see the U.S. marketplace, particularly carriers, start to look at, at things in that nature, too, where we're you know, looking to solve risk a little bit differently than has been kind of the historical look back. And the trends historically aren't necessarily proving out to be what the trends we see going forward. So there is a real opportunity to look at it differently and I think you know have a different level of profitability across the market and, and better solutions for clients.
0: Julie, can you talk a little bit more about how captives are part of the solution?
1: Yeah, I, you know, captives offer clients, I, I mean, we've seen just a demand, right? So I think just start there, the demand for captives, I, I'm sure Brian will po- point to this, I mean, it is just taken on a whole different level. Everyone you talk to is really looking at how do they solve Um, retention issues. As as the market has put a lot of pressure on rate, retentions has raised and now clients are looking at providing captive solutions to help fund some of their retention. So, you know, where whether it's advice around it, the advice spans in and outside the insurance area from tax advice to legal advice to formation. Um, That puts a lot of pressure on, you know, distribution partners to have solutions to know how to advise that and and regulatory. I mean, regulatory is, is a big part of the back room around it. Um, and then from a carrier perspective, how are we, you know, helping them solve um, really, evidence of insurance, right? With a captive, so that this area of captives provides extensive knowledge across and partnership between distribution and carriers and clients alike um, to solve what it is—is is whether it's evidencing to making sure it's funded correctly. And um, I think it's created a different level of excitement, but also you know work that's going on across the industry.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I mean, our captive business is still growing by double digits. It has you know throughout the last. Probably three, four, five years, and uh, seeing more creation, more utilization for sure, and I don't necessarily see that going away uh, anytime soon. Right. So, what will next generation distribution look like, Brian? Well, hopefully, uh, you know, a lot more data and analytics. Uh, you know, certainly, um, hopefully, more products, uh, more capacity, potentially more uh, alternative risk. Um, and and yet probably a lot more of the same. Quite frankly, I think it's still very much, uh, still very much a people business. Uh, relationships still very much matter. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more um, access to the C-suite, and um, you know. But, but so you know, hopefully a lot new, and 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 maybe you know some of the same as well, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's right. We use the term innovation and sometimes I've heard that it categorizes innovation with a little I, right? You know, whether it's reliance on the people you trust, um, some of the pieces that are core to you know, financing risk, which is buying insurance, will stay in place, right? There's a transaction there that we're uniquely equipped to solve that will always remain to some degree. Um, But there's aspects around, you know, advice that's changing and visibility around risk that's changing that that creates a different way. I mean, I'd love to see more and more efficiency. I think that's probably the biggest challenge and priority of the industry is to really get efficient with understanding insights around, around data that comes out or understanding the transaction and issuing policies correctly, like some areas of which we can just have a better contract and a better claims experience across, um, that really provides you know, a, a good perspective of what it is that we do for our clients at a time of loss. So that's uh, hopefully maybe some basic goals that start to to come through. Yeah,
0: you know, Julie, one of the things I think is going to remain consistent, if not increase, is uh, you know we've had uh, there's been a couple recent situations with maybe some of the new capacity that's coming into the marketplace where you know at least our clients didn't necessarily know who they were trading with, and a couple issues with uh, even some fraudulent activity, quite frankly, uh, in a couple areas, and so I think. Knowing you know, who your counterparties are is, is going to you know, have an increased focus, I think, in terms of like, not only the balance sheet, the people, the claims paying, the, whole, the entire value prop. right? I think it's going to be more important to our clients. Great discussion. Julie Wood, Brian Wannett, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah, thank oh, you're you. You're very welcome. Thank you. And from Risk World in Atlanta, I'm John Weber for AMBEST TV.